Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 261st episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of K. Barton Tools, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. And tonight we're visiting with woodworker and artist Amanda Russell. So, Diami couldn't be with us tonight, but uh, we'll uh, we'll continue on and and uh, hold down the fort without him for this episode. But uh, before we get started talking with Amanda, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, stuff that's uh, piqued our interest since we last spoke. So yeah. I guess I'll lead off on kind of a sad note, I guess. Um, um, Bob uh, Rozalski's, if I'm pronouncing that. I always thought close. it was Ro- either Rozeski or Rozeski. Okay. It's, a- it's Esky for sure. The Polish in me tells, you, tells me it's Esky. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, Bob, my, my good buddy, Bob. <laughs> Bob's awesome. I, I never got the chance yeah. to meet him, unfortunately. Oh, he is fantastic. He's great. Yeah. Um, but he had a he has a, a podcast called Hand Tools and Techniques, and, and he announced that uh, he's going to be ending that podcast to kind of focus on the things that he really wants to focus on. It was taking a little bit... Uh, too much time, but um, for those of y'all that know Bob for a long time, is he used to have a great uh, uh, YouTube channel, and he's he's actually uploaded some videos here recently. Um, and so, you know, there's always hope that uh, things will change, and he'll he'll come back and uh, revive the podcast. But he will be keeping up with his uh, blog. So good. He's been one. I mean, I followed him for years and years and years and years. Yeah, always like one hell of a of a hand worker and and hand hand tool instructor in his way. I mean, going mm-hmm. way back to his bench builds and stuff. Like, good guy. Yes, he is fantastic. And I think I've told this story before, and I'll probably tell it again. But one more time doesn't hurt. <laughs> but um, woodworking in America, the first year they had the hand tool Olympics. Um, unfortunately you won no prizes for winning the hand tool Olympics and that's the only hand tool Olympics. I was on a winning team, <laughs> but my, my team was me who, who was a completely rank amateur knew nothing about hand tools. And, um, my other teammates were Shannon and Bob. Good teammates. <laughs> And we and we ruled. I mean, I think I I just did the boring section of it, you know, with the with the bit and brace, and I actually did really well. Um, but of course, I practiced in uh, in Shannon. Shannon had a booth at that one, and I practiced in his booth a few times before I went and did it. But uh, but yeah, I always remember that. But Bob is a, a fantastic guy, and uh, and um, you know, I look, uh, I wish him the wish him well in uh, his pursuits, and uh, I'm sure we'll get good things coming out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next thing I had was uh, some drill stops that are uh, made by Sean Murphy. I like um, his name. Spells yes. the right way and everything. Exactly. I figured you would like that. <laughs> but uh, he's been making these for a while. And uh, when I got on, um, you know, my, my drilling jig, um, 
I said, you know, I need to get some uh, good drill stops instead of just using blue tape, make myself look a little professional. So I ordered some of his because I heard good things about them, and they are absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and in fact, I've gotten a, a lot of inquiries uh, from people that have watched my demo videos or, or seen my posts going, hey, where'd you get those drill stops at? And I mentioned them in a couple of videos, but I just want to give them another shout out. So um, go to uh, SeanMurphyWindsorChairs.com and you spell that uh, S-H-A-W-N Murphy. Yeah, I take uh, that back. He spells it wrong. But maybe. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, <laughs> I looked up there and went, wait. He spells it. He spells it the uh, correct way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, Sean Murphy windsorchairs.com and on his uh, website he has a tools and supplies page where you can find uh, uh, some of the stuff he sells and in that is the chair makers. Yeah, real uh, stops it and they're they're reasonable. They're I think they're like uh, ten bucks each or yeah. he does have sets you can buy so. And it's, so there's, it's basically, they, he fits different drill diameters and then it's got two little grub screws mm-hmm. on either side that tightens it down. And yeah. Yeah. And I think, a, I think that's the key part of it is, um, you know, you tighten these things down on both sides. You got two, um, set screws that tighten down. So they really lock down nice and tight and you don't have to worry about them slipping. Yeah. No, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're machined aluminum. So, um, you don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, marring your drill bit or anything like that. They're definitely softer than their high-speed steel uh, drill bit. So. Right. Yeah. So, highly recommend those. Yeah. Seems to be going well for you. Yes, exactly. Excellent. So, um, next I want to mention, you know, what's a show without me mentioning a blog post by Chris Wurz. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, um, so, he had a excellent one out there. Some of his best writing on a blog post I've seen and it's called Furniture in the Water and if you haven't seen that yet you need to go and read it it's uh, really interesting I mean he's talking about um, vernacular furniture furniture design as well as uh, music and uh, the influence uh, um, the Carter family had on really American uh, rock, folk, pop, blues, bluegrass music, all of those and I did not know anything about how big of an influence the Carter family had on those, uh, on that on that type of music. So um, it's uh-huh. really worth the read, uh, both from a, a woodworker perspective and a music lover. Hmm. So. Hmm. Very interesting. And uh, there's lots of you know you know how Chris's writing is. There's lots of little funny and clever uh, uh, bits in there that I won't spoil. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, boy, I just got a whole list of stuff, don't I? I know. What is, what, what, <laughs> what are, what, it's, it's nice to be retired. You can spend a lot of time on this stuff. What, yeah. what, what are CBN discs for, for the WorkSharp 3000? Okay. Yes. Uh, Wood Turner's Wonders. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard of the CBN wheels for grinders. And it's um, it's a compound that's almost as hard as diamonds, I believe. Um, 
but um, it it cuts a lot. It stays cool a lot better than diamonds, and it has some other attributes that are better than actual diamond wheels. And uh, uh, turners have been using that for a while to sharpen their tools. I have a I bought a pair of CBM wheels for my grinder a while back, and I know uh, woodworkers are now using those those wheels too. They're really starting to to make influences uh, uh, inroad, should I say, into uh, into the "Quote unquote sharpening grinding process," um, and they just introduced CBN disc for the WorkSharp 3000. So I know a lot of people have the WorkSharp 3000. I do, matter of fact. I was going to um, ask if you do. I've got a Tormac. There's not a sharpening. You know, I, I I've said it before. I I I'm the I'm the guy they talk about when they say. Uh, Pick a sharpening method and stick with it because I just look at the shiny objects and go from one to another. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do have the WorkSharp 3000, and there are lots of tasks I use that for that it's really great for. But uh, they did introduce a CBN disc for the WorkSharp 3000. You know, uh, right now it has like glass platters. It comes with glass platters with PSA back sandpaper you put on there. So uh, this would uh, alleviate you from having to uh, buy sandpaper. And mm-hmm. um, relatively inexpensive, they're like 60 bucks uh, a wheel. And you can, of course, buy sets of wheels uh, for a discount. Uh, you can buy a set of two wheels or a set of three wheels. And I think uh, each wheel is double-sided. So there's a, a grid on one side and uh, another grid on the other side. Yeah, I saw one was like 80 and 180, and then another yeah. steps up from there. Um, it, it, what it, I'm not familiar, personally, with, with mm. that. It, how does that material hold up to sharpening? Is it... Oh, yeah. Not it's... A, it doesn't break down easily. It's, it's no, no, it's long, yeah. long lasting. Yeah, the, these are lifetime. Discs. Okay, one and done. Yeah, yeah so yeah. for yeah, sixty even to a hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, you know, and that's that's why um, uh, people love them for their grinding wheels uh, on their grinder because they will always stay the same. You know, eight inches. You know, they're not going to get smaller. Yeah, and, uh, they're backed by aluminum. Um, it's aluminum uh, wheel, or in this case, aluminum disc, and that helps take the heat away. So mm-hmm. uh, they're really cool running. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good for them to get into the market of the work. work yeah. Shop. Yeah, and uh, that's a nice little machine. I, it used to have a platform, and it's my understanding they don't sell it anymore. There used to be a platform you could attach to the back of it, you know, just kind of a little flat platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'll i take my uh, uh, um, my honing jigs and put them on the platform and put them on the disc as it spins around. So oh. that's, that's really easy. But um, I think you could easily cobble a platform together. It's it's pretty easy to do out of mdf or something but um you know but if you have one i think it's definitely worth looking into mm-hmm. yep so let's see what else do i have so here? for for those of of in in your ilk that that want mm-hmm. to build windsor style chairs mm-hmm. apparently curtis buchanan has plans because you know that's just something i would buy plans for and just do it right. my own without any instruction or expertise guidance well, with Curtis's yeah. plans, I mean, you don't need anything else. That's oh, that. well, all right. <laughs> so, what are the, what are the details well, with, of these? Well, with Curtis's these. plans and his uh, his videos on YouTube, and that 
I don't know how many videos he has, but he goes through every single process of making a chair practically on, on his videos. So um, those are a great resource. I find myself all the time reviewing those. And uh, but uh, yeah, he does have new plans out there for a comeback rocking chair. So if you wanted to make a Windsor style comeback rocking chair, check his website out. It's at uh, Curtis Buchanan chairmaker dot com. Or if you just search for Curtis Buchanan, he is usually the first or second result up there. Mm hmm. That's pretty. It seems pretty reasonable to get, you know, like you said, with his with his guidance. And I'm sure his plans are. Full scale detailed renderings of Curtis's chair for sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's a class cost for uh, to to be taught by him? For a rocker? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Probably fifteen hundred bucks somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. So you're right. Actually, classes October thirteenth yeah. to the nineteenth. A democratic chair, sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I believe, uh, yeah. So I might even have it underestimated there, but, um, yeah. And I believe, uh, Jeff Lithkowitz is the one that's doing Curtis's plans and, and he does a great job on the plans. So excellent. Yeah. And the, I guess the last thing I had is a late entry cause I saw this, uh, uh, today before the show, um, is are you familiar with the uh, Frank Straza? Is a, I I am not. Or not. He's a he's actually a Texas woodworker, but he does a lot of demos. I know Amanda's probably met him oh, a yeah. bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's great. But um, I think a few weeks ago or months ago, um, Benchcraft had posted one of his techniques of using a 50-50 mix of water and denatured alcohol for uh, pairing in grain, and it's and it made it a lot easier. And I actually tried that, um, and it works fantastic. Um, today on Instagram, on his stories, he posted uh, using that on, um, I think he was leveling a bench top. So he was planing at about a 45 degree angle across the bench top. And he just had a spray bottle filled with uh, water and the denatured alcohol. And he kind of went through, you know, without it, he was kind of struggling to get the plane to smoothly go across the bench and then he sprayed uh he sprayed the bench with this mixture i mean just lightly misted it and then he's just cutting right through it hmm. Sha- shavings are just coming off so so it's uh, just it's it's softening the the fibers yeah. just just enough to not be yep whatever tough yeah, yeah tough hmm. yeah and like i said i think um a bitch crafted posted it and i think um Ben Strano mentioned it on what's that podcast they do over there? No, just joking. <laughs> Shop Pop Five. Um, but I think he mentioned it too on, on that. So I figured I'd I'd give him a turn to mention on ours because I just saw that today and I knew it worked great for ingrain, but you know, I never thought about using it for something like like that going cross grain, plain oh, yeah. cross grain. I mean if it's something that works on ingrain, which is you yeah. know categorically the hardest thing to plane. Mm-hmm. You know, because of its its structural nature, uh, as long I mean, it, and that's water and denatured alcohol. I mean, it's going to flash off, evaporate, and be sanded mm-hmm. and smooth when you're done, no matter what. I mean, it's not damaging in any way. Yeah, well, that's pretty slick. Yeah. So just a simple fifty fifty mix. Yeah, fifty fifty hmm. mix. Yeah, yeah anybody could do that. Anybody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I got, uh, in fact, I, on next to my bench, I got a little uh, um, door cabinet that I have uh, old vodka bottles, and one's filled with water, and one's filled with denatured alcohol, and one's filled with naphtha. <laughs> <laughs> and one fills with vodka. No, keep no, that, keep no. Not, not in the shop. Not in the shop. But, uh, <laughs> Good man. Yeah, but I they, I forgot what the brand name was. Uh, it's actually a pretty decent vodka, but I had one of those uh, little um, um, flip top or caps. I forgot what you called them. You know, like Grosch, Grosch beer used to have. Yeah, the, just yeah. the little cam lock. Yeah, whatever. cam lock. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little yeah. rubber wrist disc on it that claims exactly, that. exactly. Yep. So, so that's what I use and works cool. great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But. So you mentioned it. What kind of what you got going on in the shop? Um, well, the shop is uh, is just filling up with uh, me making some um, Windsor stretcher drilling jigs. So oh, wow. yeah, thought? and we might have discussed that on a previous show, but I now have an Etsy store out there, and uh, the name of the store is uh, K Barton Tools, all one word, K Barton Tools. And uh, if you're on Instagram, there's a link in my profile. This is where I try to sell my stuff, right? uh, <laughs> portion of the show. Um, but uh, no, I have my Windsor stretcher uh, jig uh, up there. So I'm um, in um, created the store last weekend, and I uh, actually have been doing pretty good with sales. So it's 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 great. It's very very exciting. Um, a little anxious too, you know, <laughs> doing something like that new. It's like, okay, what have I got myself into? But uh, no, it's uh, it's all going it's all going well, and uh, so that's that's what I've been up to. Now I've also been developing a um, a new jig for actually drilling boring holes in in seats. So I think um, a lot of folks that are familiar with with that. Um, know that you know there are several techniques to do it probably one of the most common is actually getting a square and a bevel square at the angle you want to drill at and setting up mirrors um, basically 90 degrees to each other so you can you know see your bevel square and see your square and you know drill and you know get your drill in the mirrors and line everything up and then drill through I think I've got a a solution uh, where basically you can do away with the mirrors and you'll be spot on every time you drill. So, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a, a variation of the, uh, of the stretcher, uh, drilling jig I came up with, but uh, I hope to have that, um, fully developed. I've gone through four prototypes, but I think, uh, this last one is, is, is going to be it. So I still need some, some more re- testing and a couple of more refinements to it but hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so i'll uh, introduce that An- another another game changer in the in the works you know yeah i, I think combined this one combined with the stretcher uh, drilling jig yeah i think you're going to be going hmm all right i got the seat taken care of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I got the seat legs all taken care of so yeah yeah i mean if you know if you break it down to turning and and seat forming mm-hmm. and you you've got jigs that will help out the actual hard spatial mm-hmm. dough stuff I, I i'm telling you you're doing good things yeah because you know when you're when you're making a chair that's really the two well i like turning um I, i'm not sure i'm quite in love with it but i really enjoy uh turning mm-hmm. 
Um, but I know all chairmakers love carving the seat. So trying mm-hmm. to get it down to, yeah, yeah, the, the stuff with the math and the angles and all that kind of stuff. If I, if I can make that as simple as possible, then, yeah, I think hopefully we'll be able to introduce a lot more chairmakers into the world. Absolutely. Well, good yeah, on you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ser- seriously, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so happy to know you. <laughs> be, and, and and before we started recording, I was talking to Kyle, and I, I said, I mean, th- this will be a thing where he's going to be presenting, he's going to be talking, someone's going to have his name on some billboard somewhere, you know, because he was the guy that thought of this. And oh, definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, and it's, it's a niche market, but it is such a useful thing that I can recognize as a guy that doesn't even do it, but I, I understand what it takes to, I mean, you're trying to drill a parallel hole in space above an object. It's, that's incredibly hard. And you've, you've thought of a way to stabilize it. Brilliant. And, and then the same, the, the smoke lasers and mirrors that it takes to drill the holes in, in the seat tops and bottoms to make those chairs. I've seen all the techniques. I've seen Galbert's videos. I've, I've, I, I you know, it's it's on the edge of science and magic legitimately <laughs> and if you can simplify it and make it measurable and repeatable you you strike you strike gold there's no doubt about it well 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 thank you sean i don't know what to say i'm i'm, I'm sure if you're looking at me i'd be beat red um, but anyway i'm not one that takes compliments well but anyway Suffice to say, thanks. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things that like, if, and, and I think everyone goes at some point in their life, they go, I could have thought of that. Damn it! <laughs> You're actively doing it, and I'm just watching from the sidelines, and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned this before. It's the only frustrating part is is most of these, uh, I guess, epiphanies or uh, or thoughts of uh, uh, inspiration that I come up with usually a occur about 11:30 at night and then i'm up for the next three or four hours thinking yeah about <laughs> yeah that's that's there, there's there's something you know all the all the great minds have done gone through that process so. <laughs> so but anyway so what do you got going on in the shop sean Jack shit no <laughs> since we last recorded i ran a half marathon and i routed my bike cables through my new handlebars so nothing and and it's the kids are in school and fall is just around the corner i don't know what falls like in texas but around here we're getting we're getting into the 50s at night and it's a cool crisp air and it's perfect it football was, weather it's it's cross-country mm-hmm. weather it's it's good yeah. time to be outside well here on the gulf coast it was about uh 97 degrees today what about yeah. you amanda it it's close to there i can't say it was that high but it's it feels like it wow <laughs> i mean i mean we're we're still touching the, the high 70s but yeah not, yeah i mean whatever we can't compare you yeah, we'll we'll start day. cooling off around mid-October, but yeah. <laughs> and cooling off is into the low 80s. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, at least I can ride my bike then. I mean, now it's like, no, I'm not riding. <laughs> yeah, and riding riding's fine until you stop in that weather, and then yeah. it all swells up around you. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much stopped riding the bike between, oh, say late May and. Um, 
through September. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, nope, sorry. Just running from one air-conditioned space to the next. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're likely to melt into the ground. So, Amanda, what are you working on? Uh, well, a bunch of things, I guess. Well, today specifically was Kimiko stuff for um, Austin School of Furniture. We're about to have a class at the end of this week. So just prepping blocks and the strips, mm-hmm. getting ready for that. So, yeah. Well, great, great. Yeah. yeah so who's who's uh, teaching that class? Um, so it is, I believe, I'm going to use their Instagram handle, A&K Design. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I saw something posted about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he is, um, he's on the NBC Making It show. Oh, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, it was on yeah. the season, oh. first season of that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but he's he's teaching the Kamiko class now, uh, I think starting this Friday. So, yeah, I've just been prepping material for that. And Yeah, I think I saw yeah. you before the show, you posted something about a uh, <laughs> sled you made. <laughs> uh, yes, a correction to a, a mistake I made. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. So... Yeah, just cutting, cutting strips. Uh, a lot of mill work, but mm-hmm. it's good, definitely. And, and so you're actually making the blocks then to to. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be um, offering those to students and uh, potentially selling those as an oh. option. So that to, for so selling those for non-students too. So yes, some, so you something. could uh, visit the website and potentially buy those as well. Well, good, good. So um, why don't we get started and talk a little bit about, about you. So tell us a little bit about your, your background. I know you've been in the, the Austin area for, what, a few years now? Four years. Four, four years? Yeah. Oh, yeah, four and a half years, I think. Uh, yeah, moved here because of woodworking, really. Um, I grew up in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather and my dad both were into woodworking. So I kind of grew up around it, but didn't realize I was, that was my calling until much later. Mm. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had figured that out. Like when I was a kid, but <laughs> yeah, I know when, uh, when Diami and I were there for the Texas woodworking festival, he met your dad and, and he was a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He, um, sort of inspired that creative <laughs> thinking, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I moved here for, saw the program for ACC, a community college here. Right. And then um, started taking classes, met uh, Philip Morley, <laughs> right. who teaches there, and his mentor for seven years, Michael Kolka. Mm-hmm. And they were just really huge. And um, I mean, I took Michael's class before Phil's, and it was just kind of like, it clicked. It was like, okay, this makes sense. This is what I want to do, you know. So um, so cool. So you came yeah. to Austin specifically to take the, the woodworking, uh, um, I guess, uh, course or a degree program that they have there at ACC, correct? Right. Yeah, they have a yeah. certification there. But yeah. um, it well, just, that's, that's yeah, great. It was, it was awesome. Um, there was just not a lot offered in El Paso, and my dad at the time was 
huge in helping me kind of get there, but mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the type that needs like formal <laughs> education <laughs> to really nail stuff down. So it mm-hmm. made sense to just move and kind of figure it out. Yeah. Cool. Now, now you've uh, continued a, a, a working relationship with Philip Morley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, took a class with him and, uh, he mentioned in the class, he was like, you, okay, maybe I would hire you someday. And I totally thought he was joking, but um, as soon as I got my certification, started working about six months in, I was working at a sawmill at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you want to come out to the shop? And I was just dying. I <laughs> I can't believe this is happening because it was just a dream from the moment like I saw his work. It was like okay, this is what I want to do, you know? Uh, uh-huh. And yeah, he invited me out, just kind of give it a trial run and it's worked out. Um, I mean, it's not super consistent work, but um, yeah, he has been huge and not only the woodworking aspect, but he teaches at the Austin School of Furniture as well. And I, I've been assisting his classes mm-hmm. and teaching has always been um a dream of mine so kind of getting to watch that as well has been huge and oh yeah just um yeah i'm still learning i'm just a sponge right now you know i'm just trying to take everything in that i can and he is so open to just giving information and uh knowledge and it's been huge uh, yeah. getting to work with him yeah he's such a great guy we had him on the show when we were there uh doing our myriad of uh, interviews there. During, right. uh, the, yeah, that was busy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and he he's he's a great guy, but you know, and I listen to their podcast all the time. That, um, but what is so funny is they always give him such a hard time on the podcast. And as soon as you meet him, it's like he just asks for people to give him a hard time. Practically, I don't know his demeanor <laughs> or something like that. It's just like you want to joke around with him. <laughs> I love it. He has a he has a dry sense of humor, which. Yeah. I do too. And I think that that kind of helps like being in the shop and having that dynamic. Like I, he was like, kind of, oh, okay, I'm not, I don't, I'm not offending you. Right. And I'm like, totally not offending me. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. I think he, yeah, he does open the door to yeah. <laughs> getting teased a lot for that reason, but it, it's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I wish I would have done, and I thought about it after, and I just kicked myself, is we, you know, we asked the the guys there the five questions, and when we got to him to ask him the five questions, I should have pulled out questions from the citizenship test. <laughs> oh <my laughs> he had just passed the U.S. citizenship. He just got That's it. Weird. I should have pulled out questions for that, but I totally yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> I've said it now, so it's at least out there in the air. So. That would have been great. <laughs> you can just imagine. It would have so been a great awesome. moment, yeah. <laughs> But um, but so, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine uh, um, uh, working with Philip. I mean, he is such an excellent uh, maker and just oh, the stuff he turns out. I mean, his chairs and uh, his tables and uh, that entertainment console and just oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a great woodworker, but also just a great teacher mm-hmm. and getting to kind of shadow him in that as well. I mean, both in his shop and in a school, in a class setting, he just knows how to, and I've told him this because I've gotten to 
experience that once, but also like see that with other people watching, I get kind of get like a third view. How would you call that? I guess a, yeah. just an outside view of that. Seeing mm-hmm. a student go, that makes sense. He, he knows how to bring up little nuances. Like you need to put your hands here and like, this is how you get consistent cuts and this and just little things like you don't really think of when you're starting out, but when it clicks, it, it makes, I see just like a student's eyes kind of light up and mm-hmm. feels like just a really great teacher as well. So it's huge having that, um, just yeah. being around that as much as I am. I feel super fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Now I know you also, uh, um, did you assist uh, Matt Kenny when he was there? I, it was kind of taking the class and simultaneous, okay. simultaneously assisting, but, um, mm-hmm. And that, I notice, notice you've been yeah. making some small boxes. Yeah. I, Teeny, I did. tiny, little, itty-bitty, <laughs> tiny. I don't know if I can emphasize the word tiny boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been really into really tiny things. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, no, Matt no. Kenny's class was really good. And you guys were you guys got to talk to Matt Kenny as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I made I made uh, some of his boxes um, last year for uh, Christmas presents. And I had his book. And so I'm going through the book and I'm going, well, I need to whip these out. And um, I started looking at the dimensions and went, oh, they weren't lying. This is tiny furniture. <laughs> and then, yes. And then, then I made some. I think I made some on the larger scale. Um, um, but uh, when I actually was there, you know, he had a bunch of his boxes there, um, you know, for demoing. I think he sold some there. Um, but, uh, man, they were just uh, – they are tiny, but they are exquisitely, exquisitely made. I think uh, I think that's some of the fun with those small boxes is you can really take your time and really just, you know, get it down to that last 64th of an inch. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's 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 fantastic. So um, so he so um, so Kumiko, are you doing that or is it mainly just related to the to the classes? Uh, to the classes. Um, okay. I'll eventually take that on, too. It, that's that's the great thing about being involved with the school is kind of getting to, like I said, I'm a sponge. I'm trying to absorb <laughs> as much information as I can. Um, at this point, yeah, I'm just learning yeah. as much as I can. So it's well, been a great well, opportunity. Well, where do you, um, you know, as you, as you look back at when you were at ACC and then now at, um, you know, helping out there being a TA at, uh, Austin school of furniture and design, um, where do you think education wise you, you've learned the most? Mm, well, or is I it a combination? <laughs> Probably a combination. Combo, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a, a knack at like putting as much into it as you mm-hmm. get out, you know? Right. Um, I know with ACC, it was, I met Michael Kolka who was Phil's mentor. Right. Like I said, first. And, it was just, um, I think when somebody that wants to give information, like he was teaching and stuff, and he mentioned some really little things. And I came in the next class and we were roughing out lumber. And he's and I was like, so I'm doing this riffs on, right? And I had no idea what I was doing. And he was like, oh, okay, you're retaining this. So it, <laughs> it's, this, it's this give and take kind of thing. I think 
Um, I mean, I, I work several jobs where like TAing, I think I've, if you give enough and you keep your eyes open to opportunities, you get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. I had like a student last week that was just like, Oh, you're supposed to stand like this, right? When you, when you join a board. And I, I just go, I would have never thought to told somebody that to tell somebody that, but that makes so much sense to me, you know, that's just a stance and being engaged and things that people pick up on. You learn from even people who have never done it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, that's, that's what it's been. So yeah, I, I guess, guess I'm not I'm, answering your question. <laughs> well, no, no. And I, and I probably didn't phrase it right. I, th- I think what you've led into is probably the way I should have phrased it is, you know, it, it's something to learn something and, you know, participate in it as, as a student. But then when you're helping out and especially watching somebody teach and you're having to give some minor instruction here or there to folks, it, it's kind of one of those things that you actually learn more when you actually have to, you know, teach or do the, do the, uh, subject than it is when you actually take the subject. I guess that's what I was getting, getting at, but, uh, um, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's great. Now, another thing that, that you've been doing is, is you make your own line of uh, jewelry, uh, actually out of wood, I believe, or wood and metal. Yeah, <laughs> so tell more, us a little bit more about tiny, that. tiny things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing that. That's uh, kind of, I started off uh, just a side, like an Etsy thing, and that's been going pretty well. Um, I'm about to expand on that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, to be honest, it was, um, I hoard wood so bad. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have that a similar, but it just yeah, little pieces little of things. And it just made yeah. sense to kind of make tiny, make use of it. So mm-hmm. I just had little cutoffs of things that were, I found really pretty, but weren't going to be a piece of mm-hmm. furniture. So it, the scale made sense. And yeah, so I started doing some jewelry. I've, um, I've got little cutoffs of maple, possibly curly. I can send them to you because I'm the same <laughs> way. I mean, like quarter inch thick cutoffs. Like right. I've got and I'm like, what am I doing with this? And yep. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it. Um, yeah, turned into wooden jewelry, and I've been enjoying that and kind of expanding, working on expanding that a little bit. But yeah. Well, good, good. Yeah, I'm I'm new to this Etsy game, but uh, I, I kind of like their setup. It's not it's 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 pretty easy. It's not too bad. Right. I don't have like a very I'm not technologically advanced, so mm. <laughs> it's pretty it's a pretty seamless uh, platform to sell stuff on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do take their cut, but I think for the services they provide, it's well worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Sean, you had something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. You, 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 you Etsy folk, you know, making <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, hey, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the kids are in school now. So I'm about 20 years out of retirement, Kyle. Just saying. <laughs> Well, there you go. So, um, so you've been doing the jewelry and, and working with, uh, Philip and Austin school of furniture. So, um, so 
are what are you doing um, for yourself? Are you making any furniture for yourself, or is it strictly at this point uh, doing stuff uh, professionally? Um, right now it's a lot of work for other people. Um, mm-hmm. Little designing on the side, and I know this is a question later, but sort of a stumbling block for me is time management. <laughs> That's been a very uh, challenging thing for me. I also work for um, a nonprofit, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mobile Loaves and Fishes, which is here in Austin. It's a it's a uh, community, a tiny house community they built for homeless and disabled oh. okay, to cool. kind of jump in. Um, they pay for a tiny house, but they create what's called a dignified income. So we have a, I run a little wood shop there and people come in, make little projects I come up with. So that tiny box you saw was one of those. Oh, uh, okay. So they can come in. I kind of mill everything out. They glue up, sand, finish, and sell. Um, and they keep 100% of the profit. So that takes up actually a lot of my, a lot of my time, but mm-hmm. has been a really a lot of where I do design and kind of my own thing is there. Um, right. I kind of have creative freedom to do yeah. that there. So oh, well, that's fantastic. It sounds very rewarding too. Yeah. It's been a great, yeah. a great project. Um, it's definitely growing. So <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. Great. Well, fantastic. So, so if you're looking uh, down the road, um, you know, what are some projects that, that, uh, that you would like to do, um, you know, kind of like in the pipeline, if you want to say that, so, something that's uh, that's kind of um, of interest to you. Oh man, I have a few things. I guess I've, mm-hmm. there's a wall cabinet idea I'm working on, and um, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. So, what type? Like uh, one of those? Uh, it just strikes me because I, I saw that in fine woodworking a uh, issue of so ago. The uh, like one of those. Mid-century modern types or something? Yeah, yeah, mid-centuries. Are you talking about a full full type of? Are you just talking about a single wall cabinet, like uh, for for um, I don't know for anything? But are you talking about sort of a wall cabinet system or Um, a tiny wall cabinet, like maybe tiny wall? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So just drawing up very vague ideas right now, but trying to tune those in. yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, the small wall cabinet or smaller projects I'm more tuned into, mm-hmm. um, or just sketching out. Really, it's just very vague ideas that <laughs> are going to become more defined. But yeah, yeah, the wall cabinets are great. I built one several years ago um, as a jewelry. Uh, box or jewelry wall cabinets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. 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 That came out great. I guess I stuck on, I was, I was uh, looking at the uh, fine woodworking article yesterday. I think it was where, who was that? A niece that did that mid century modern kind of, um, I don't know if you t- know what I'm talking about, Sean. Uh, um, I'm not familiar. No. Yeah. It's in, I think it's an issue or two ago in fine woodworking, but I happened to be looking at that. My wife looked over my shoulder and said, that wouldn't look nice in our house. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but uh but yeah it, it's pretty you know, so that's been on my mind but yeah the uh wall cabinets are fantastic i uh i like that now um so you 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 uh have the work uh what was the name of the foundation again uh mobile loaves and fishes okay yeah so, and so you got that and you're working with austin uh school of furniture and design you're helping out philip and uh, you're doing your jewelry, so boy, it sounds like you you have a full plate. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I uh, yeah, time, like I said, time management. I gotta take some time for my own mm. furniture. Exa- exactly. Now, now, are you gonna be an Austinite, or is that, uh, or is this just where you're at for right now? I think yeah, it's looking like I. The woodworking community is so great here, and mm-hmm. uh, my boyfriend is a blacksmith as well, and there's just a huge community here for that as oh. well. Mm. Yeah, and... Oh, so y'all need to tie I, those two together. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about collaborating, <laughs> and yeah, that's definitely... Um, I think we're going to stay here. It's just such a great... Well, you saw the Texas Woodworking Festival. It's just yeah. a great community of people either in Austin or in nearby that just has been huge in both of us like growing and mm-hmm. getting where we are. And yeah, it, it's pretty much convinced us to stay here. So, well, good, good. Uh, so, um, so do y'all, do y'all have your own shops or, or not? Um, I, we're both renting space essentially okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The bad thing about Austin is how expensive it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not too bad once you get outside, but yeah, within within the within any decent commuting range, it's it's pretty expensive in Austin. Got 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 too many people moving into there. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. So we just bought actually a travel trailer to fix up. So we can oh, really? some land. So we're kind of trying to find a little loophole on, you know, getting some land, getting some shops mm-hmm. going. And yeah, hopefully that. Yeah. So so that that means you probably did all the work on uh, <laughs> Phillips travel trailer, right? I help. <laughs> I I keep saying I'm there for moral support, but I've been present for. I can't say I had any hand in that beautiful trailer <laughs> he did such an amazing <laughs> job on that i was just it makes my trailer look really sad so <laughs> he did he kept saying you know i gotta go out of town in two weeks in this thing and i'm going you're gonna finish that in two weeks you gotta be crazy <laughs> <laughs> it was insane i mean yeah towards the end he was like i just gotta work so i didn't see the last part of it but just seeing the pictures i was like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> pretty incredible what you can pull off in two weeks <laughs> so. yeah yeah he did he did a great job with that but yeah i kept thinking i wonder how much amanda's actually doing on that <laughs> <laughs> some sanding yeah exactly so so did fitting. you yeah that reminds me i'd be remiss if i didn't ask so did you uh meet mark while he was there mark spagnola no i didn't no okay oh uh, i should have <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, I, I followed him for a while, and um, yeah, that's a super exciting opportunity. But no, I didn't meet. I didn't get to meet him. 
Ah, oh, like I said, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. We've he really is. Yeah, we've known him since he was just a little wood whisperer. Just a oh. little guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back back in the day, what mm-hmm. what I met him what two thousand I want to say two thousand nine something like that. Probably about ten years ago. Oh, it, first? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I first saw him at the WIA in Cincinnati the the year that the hotel had a, the fire. Oh, oh, the fire alarm at two. <laughs> was that twenty eleven? Yeah, oh, fire. I mean, it was like the dryer overheated or something like that. Yeah. But the, yeah, they all got evacuated, and we were, Vanderless and I were in the hotel next door. We were like, we slept fine. <laughs> saw him in the morning. But uh, no, that was uh, yeah. It had to been 2011. It's been a yeah. long time. No, the fr- first time I heard of him was in some magazine, probably in 08 or 09. Yeah. The the old uh, Engrain cutting board days. Oh yeah. The very yeah. the very very beginning. Yeah, that, that that that's one of the funniest stories. He's known for the Engrain cutting boards. I think I know. made like two or three of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he put that out there, and that was got him a name, Mister Drill Jig Guy. Yeah, I know something to get get your name out there. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I made a couple of those cutting boards myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might I as well I might have made more than he has. I might have as well. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, but no, it's sad you didn't get to meet him. But if you if you do get the chance, he, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, he that. seems amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he haunted a bunch of the local barbecue joints there in Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never gone to Franklin's, though. Well, I've gone to Franklin's, but I've never eaten at Franklin's. Oh, so you waited? No, I never waited, but I, um, I was there for a meeting um, a few years ago before the, the, the old place, um, before it burnt down. And um, my boss and I were had a meeting up there, and we drove by there, and we went, oh, people are outside and eating. Let's see if they have anything. And, I mean, we got – there was, like, a short line, and there's like – as soon as we stood in line, there were about five people from the door. The sign went up. We're sold out. Oh, <laughs> man. That's as close as we got. But I, I hear if you buy a complete brisket, you can do that and not have to wait in line. But it's like, I don't know, 300 bucks or something like that. Ooh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you get enough people, you all go in and then you know divide it up. It's yeah, you yeah. and a dozen, a dozen of your closest friends. That's exactly. Reasonable. So. <laughs> but anyway, so with that, why don't we move on to our fortnightly beer choices? Let's go for it. What do you, so what sh- you got on the on the list tonight, Kyle? Well, I'm a teetotaler today. I'm just looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Croix sparkling water, uh, the tangerine flavor, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely refreshing and fantastic. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm drinking tonight. I think I got I got work to do after we record. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. Are are you a are you a, a fan of the sparkling waters? Yes, yes. I've been drinking Lacroix for 
uh, probably as long as I've known Mark. So about 10 years, I was (laughs) on that bandwagon and, uh, now it got real popular. So now I look like a snob, but I'm like, no, I've been drinking this stuff for years. Oh, so you're you're a hipster. I get it. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, have you, have you fallen into the white claw trend going on right now? That's the, um, that's the hard it basically and and my wife tells me yeah. that they have one that is literally just alcoholic seltzer water it's not even flavored oh like really they, i don't know how the hell they're doing it i tried one i don't know if it's, it was the white claw or not i tried one um a few months ago it was okay but it wasn't enough for me to buy it again it's one of those things like yeah. it, it it they taste like sparkling water which yeah. has a, a whisper of flavor to begin with yeah. And and then if you're gonna say it's five percent alcohol, I'm like it's it's kinda confusing. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, not I'd my drink not, a beer. Yeah, I'd rather have more yeah. flavor and, mm-hmm. and and then uh, then I don't think about the alcohol. Yeah. We'll see. But I don't know, maybe it's healthier, you know, less calories or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? It's one of those things that probably isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably it's probably more, you know. It's like, it's the Starbucks of the world. You're gonna all like everyone's gonna look back twenty pounds heavier and go, Oh my god, what have I been doing? Yeah. I remember years ago when I found out uh, uh Guinness was actually a low cal beer, I was like, You gotta be kidding me. Nope. Yeah, right. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's all comparative. I mean mm-hmm. low calorie compared to two hundred, three hundred calories in a single drink. Right. Yeah, it's low calorie. Yeah. Anyway. So, so what uh, are you tonight, drinking? I've got a local, uh, local to the north. I won't, I won't even say Ohio. The north end of Ohio, Westlake, is this suburb somewhere between Cleveland and me. Uh, the Sibling Revelry Brewing Company, and I picked up their Sublime, which is a lager brewed with lime juice, which uh, actually is kind of nice. It's one of those late summer, lighter, hmm. refreshing lagers, which is okay. interesting. But it's not like uh, Dos Equis or Corona with lime or something. No, no. And yeah. I, I, I always question those. That if you've yeah. got to add a lime, that must be terrible to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I try to stay away from No, it's much lighter than that. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah it, it was it was good. Although, being local, I didn't even notice it until I got it. But it was like, oh, you know, made here in Northwest Ohio. I'm like, oh, okay. Probably doesn't get out of the state. But it's good. Hmm. Well, good. So, Amanda, do you have a recommendation for us? Well, um, the I don't drink a lot of craft beer. I'm, I'm on the sparkling water boat. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, the White Claw? The hard so, sparkling water or just the... Uh, I've tried those and I'm not... Uh, you can taste... Yeah. I, I okay. definitely taste like alcohol to me. Um, okay. Do you guys have Big Swig? That's an Austin thing. I don't know if that's a... Mm-mm, I do not. There's a watermelon mints... Um, Spark mm. water that they have here that I've been digging. So <laughs> that sounds wonderful, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I don't know if they operate outside of Austin though, so I'm probably not helping anybody here. But yeah, <laughs> no, we do. We do all kinds of stuff. No, it seems to be a HEB product. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably finding my local HEB. I'll pick some up next time I'm there, which will probably be tomorrow. <laughs> H-E-B is like the uh, the preferred grocery store of Texas It is okay. <laughs> So great, I love it Yeah, they have a lot of stuff that you can only buy at H-E-B And it's made in Texas So, mm, well, That's kind of cool, like a local, a local focused chain 
Yeah, I mean, it, they have everything you could, you know, they have giant stores and stuff. But, yeah, they have a lot of local focused products in there. So it's it's, it's really great. And they got a lot of great products. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you see the store brand and you're like, yeah, I got to try that. Because usually their store brand is better than the national brand. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like Trader Trader Joe's is that way to us. Like yeah, not huge, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like oh, if it says Trader Joe's, it means it's probably pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Um, so with that, um, Amanda, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, Instagram, uh, Sawdust Woman on Instagram. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant great- name, by the way. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) And it's a great follow, too. So, Uh, Sean, where can folks find you? Oh, as usual, you can find me uh, at SeanW78 on most social medias, including Untapped, where I checked in my sibling revelry beer this evening. How about you, Kyle? Well, you can find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram and KBartonTools on Etsy. Notice how I threw that in there. (laughs) No. So anyway, smartly done, sir. (laughs) Well, with that, that just about wraps it up for the show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like, if you like the show, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow the MWA on Twitter. At, um, at MWA underscore national, easy to say, on Instagram, uh, or at MWA underscore podcast. Oh, that's on Instagram. Uh, or you can like the MWA on Facebook. We're on all of them. Uh, the best <laughs> thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion. <laughs>